faith-based experience on love. Bad. 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 Life-based experience on love. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. I am your host, Badass Jones, offering personal advice and life-based experience on love, sex, relationships, intimacy, with a little Jamaican flair. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. Greetings, 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 and blessings. Big up yourself, pum pum passe. I am your host, AJ Badass Jones, and you are back for another episode of the Pum Pum Chronicles, the Love Jones edition, where I answer listener questions uh, and DMs and emails and things of that nature. But before we get started, um, as I said before, I am AJ Badass Jones, the host of the Pum Pum Chronicles. You can find me on social media at the Pum Pum Chronicles on Instagram and uh, Twitter. You can also follow my personal page, badass underscore Jones underscore on Instagram. I do also have a YouTube channel um, that is called the Pum Pum Chronicles pod and if you want to get in contact with me you can reach me through email at the chronicles at gmail.com all one word or you can uh, send me a message or leave a voicemail on my call in line and that is 320-270-1086 i have episodes that are streaming weekly on uh, apple itunes anchor spotify stitcher google podcasts uh, iHeartRadio, Castbox, and pretty much any any listening platform um, that's available to you. So um, we're going to get started and jump right in with both feet as we always do. Um, But sorry, before we get started, I just wanted to say I hope everybody is well taking care of themselves and I hope that y'all are staying in good spirits. I know I myself am starting to go a little bit stir crazy. I posted a couple of, um, you know, joke memes and stuff like that about trying to figure out how to escape quarantine to go get some quarantine dick. I didn't do it. I have stayed inside the house for the most part, you know, only going out for essential services, but it's starting, it's starting to feel some pressure, starting to feel some pressure on them say pressure bus pipes. So I'm trying to uh, behave myself, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, along with everybody else in the nation, um, and globally, I can't wait for this thing to be over so that life can start to, you know, slowly get back to normal and all that kind of jazz. But as I said, in the meantime and in between time, I hope that you are all staying safe and what have you. So uh we are going to start off with a listener question hi aj i wanted to get your feedback on something most of my friends are married or engaged to be married and i'm truly happy for everyone i've been with my boyfriend since we were in college so that's about six years now i love him to death we have a great relationship we live together and we are dog parents but i'm not sure i want to be married It has nothing to do with him. I'm just not sure that marriage is something for me and he feels the same. We're both happy with our relationship as it is, but now we're getting pressure from everyone around us to jump the broom. It's it's now causing me to second guess myself as to whether or not something is wrong because I don't want to be married but I am very content on all levels with how our relationship is. I listened to your podcast where you mentioned your friend who got married and then got divorced in less than a year, and that idea scares the shit out of me, that something like that could actually happen. I don't want to be married for the sake of appearances or just to keep up with the Joneses, no offense, (laughs) Um, but maybe I'm thinking about it wrong. You're thinking about it in the exact right way. Um, There is no one 
fit. There isn't a one size fits all. There isn't a, you know, one type of relationship or one type of um, love and living situation that anybody should conform to. And it's really weird. Like I, I say this quite a bit, you know, because I think that you and I think a lot alike. Um, I've never been the kind of person I've never wanted to be married. Like the things that I knew with certainty when I was younger was that I wanted to have children and I wanted to be in a loving relationship. But for me, even at like 18, 19, 20, 21, those things never equated to being married, you know? And I had friends that dreamed like literally of the big wedding, the white picket fence and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, um, I've participated in several weddings being a bridesmaid, maid of honor. And, you know, I'm always happy for whoever it is that gets married because I think that, you know, when you find somebody that you genuinely want to take those vows with and spend the rest of your life with and, and, you know, do the work and all that kind of stuff. It's a beautiful thing. It really and truly is like, I've never seen anyone that I know get married and be like, Oh my gosh, I wish it was me or, Oh, she's such a lucky bitch or, you know, Oh, they're so lucky that they, that's never been my thought process. Um, and I've never felt that pang, like, you know, that, that thing in my stomach where it's like, I need to run out and find a groom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and it's funny because this, the strangest part of it is I've been proposed to several times and I've said no. Um, because I feel like in saying yes, I would be trapping the person. It's, it's, a, it's a whole weird thing. But I don't, I don't think that your feelings are invalid. I don't think it makes you crazy. I don't think it makes you wrong. You're doing, or the two of you are doing what works for you. And you shouldn't let anybody change the scope of that. You know, it's like that old adage, if, if it's not, if it's not broken, don't fix it. You know, people feel like you have to get married in the biblical sense or in a religious sense in order to make your relationship valid and no disrespect to anybody who, you know, takes things from a religious standpoint, but that, that's not that doesn't have to be the case. You know, long before religious ceremonies became a thing, people got married in, in, in whatever cultural sense they did in whatever community sense they did. Um, people got married and, and they made those love commitments and they made those relationship commitments and they made those lasting bonding commitments to one another without their needing to be an officiant, without their needing to be a piece of paper, without their need to needing to be 16, you know, people in your bridal party, um, without the wedding dress, without the hoopla, without the, the everything. It, the interesting thing is like, I know a few people who have gotten married and they're like, you know, if I could do it again, I wouldn't have spent as much money as I did on my wedding because it's just one day. Um, what a lot of people get preoccupied with is that one day, the lead up and the build up and the planning to that one day. And what shatters a lot of relationships after is there's no post planning for what happens the next day, you know, short of going on the honeymoon you know, people don't plan financially for what happens. Not all people. A lot of people don't plan financially for what happens after that one day and after we've taken the honeymoon and now we've come back to life and reality and bills. Pressure starts to build and, and a lot of times, sadly and unfortunately, people cave. Or oftentimes, not oftentimes, sometimes, people get married for the sake of appearances or like you said, to keep up with the Joneses. And, you know, while they've been together for such a long time, 
you know, they're, and it's usually women, they feel like they're owed this, you know, they've, they've given six or seven years, you know, they're, they're owed this. And I never understood that. Cause it's like, okay, well, what exactly is it that you're owed? You're owed a, a big wedding. You're owed a big production. You're owed a diamond ring. So people can be like, oh my God, that's a great ring. Like you're, you're owed that. But then when you look at the core of their relationship, the, the, the core of their relationship is shitty. You know, your, your, your husband who the, the man who is now your husband is always out in the streets with his, his boys because he doesn't like being around you. But because he feels like he's owed it to you for being you being there for such a long time, he's given that to you. You know, um, there's a couple that I know where he got married to her because he felt like he owed it to her. And even with her, you know, her whole thing was like, OK, well, all her friends were getting married. She had been, you know, with him for six, seven years you know, she didn't have an engagement ring. She wasn't going to waste any more of her time. If he wasn't going to marry her, then they weren't going to be together anymore. You know, and she broke up with him. And, you know, after having a conversation with him, he's like, you know, like Jones, you know, I, you know, I feel like I owe it to her. And I was like, you feel like you owe it to her. What, what exactly is it? He's like, well, you know, because when I was down, she was there for me and, you know, she's a good woman and she takes care. I've told this story before, you know, and I say like a person being a good person has nothing to do with you. They're still a good person, whether you're there or not. It's whether or not she's a good person for you or a good, good fit for you. And I find that what ended up happening is like, or what ends up happening is people don't take enough time to look at that fit. What they say to themselves is, well, she's a good person or that's a good man. You know, I can be with that person because they're a good, but then, you know, there, there are five and 20 things about them that annoy the fuck out of you. There are five and 20 things that aggravate you every time they open their mouth, you know? So it's like, okay, are you weighing not being alone and being with this person because they're a good person? Because you know that they'll pay all the bills. They'll make sure that your car is serviced. You know, they'll make sure that you get, you know, a nice gift once or twice a week. They'll make sure that you go out every Friday night to dinner, um, you know, and, and they'll do like, you know, those, those, those kind of things and the sex is okay. You know, so are you trading up being with somebody who's a good person rather than being a good fit for you just for the sake of saying that, okay, well, I've already spent time with this person. Let me just jump in. You don't, you don't owe anybody your life or your commitment because they're a good person or because they were there for you. Marriage is a serious commitment, you know, and it's not for everybody. And people need to recognize that that's okay. We don't live in a world where people have to be dependent on other people and get married to people just for the sake of finances or because there isn't anything else that they can do or because they've got kids together or because of XYZ factors. That's just not the world that we live in anymore. You know, 30, 40 years ago, that was our parents' reality. You know, 40, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, that was our grandparents' reality. That's not ours. And not to say that those things are bad, but there's perspective in the world now. You know, you can have a loving, long-term, meaningful, and committed relationship without having to jump a broom. You know, this, so the, the, the story I'm going to tell is it's, it's slightly different and, and it's, it's, I don't know if it's, it's kind of the same thing, but there was a couple that I knew that, um, they had been married for 20 some odd years longer and they both lived in two separate cities and once a week he would either go to her city and spend the weekend or she would come to his city 
and spend the weekend. And the cities were Montreal and Toronto, six hours apart if you drive, an hour and a half if you fly, or two hours if you fly, something like that. And like I said, they they were married for more than 20 years, um, raised four children, if I'm not mistaken, three or four kids, you know, and had a very full and meaning relationship. They just realized early on that they couldn't be around each other all the time and it just didn't make any sense. And as far as I know, there were no infidelities. There were no outside children. There was no, there were no issue. They were better able to communicate. They were more effectively able to communicate. Even in terms of co-parenting, you know, they they worked out a system of co-parenting. I don't know how they did it, but this was their reality and this was their existence. People cussed, people criticized, people chastised, you know, people said that they didn't understand it. Like, how can you have a family and live in two different cities and and this, that, and the third. Now, obviously when she was pregnant and giving birth and when the babies were small, you know, he was there to to help, you know, support her and, and help take care of his children and that kind of thing. As I said, they worked out a system, but there, again, there's no one size fits all. There's no one shoe of the way that you're supposed to be married that works for everybody. If your relationship works for you and the two of you are content, the two of you are happy, the two of you are great with the way that things are and you're happy being dog parents and you're happy, you know, with your relationship, however it's divided and however, then focus on that. You know, people are going to talk. People are always going to have an opinion and people are always going to have something to say. And at the end of the day, you have to say, fuck them. And and not literally, but you could (laughs) literally, but more so figuratively because they don't lay down with you at night. They're not breathing in your face at night. They're not listening to, you know, when you're, when you guys are are laughing and when you have those loving moments or when you have those, those argument and conversations and then the recovery process, they're not, they're not there through all of those things. So nobody has the right to judge your relationship. No one has the right to tell you how it is that you're supposed to live. Everybody has an opinion. And they say it's like assholes. Everybody has one, you know, because somebody is, is married and they've got, you know, this ring and, and that doesn't mean that they're happy. You have a lot of people who have a big, pretty ring and live in a big, pretty, pretty house and have, you know, their, their, their husband and their wife and their, and this, and they're miserable as fuck. They're miserable as fuck. There was a woman that I met in in Houston. Again, I told this story before too. There's a woman that I met when I was in Houston in 2017. She was on her fourth marriage and she was maybe 41. She was a career married woman. <laughs> like, I swear to God, that was like, that was her job. And her, and she would tell you, she just can't not be married. Like it's, it's weird. She said it was strange for her to not be someone's wife. Like she needed to be Basically, she needed to be someone's wife to feel validated. And the craziest thing is, like, when when I met her, she was on husband number four. She didn't even like her husband. You know, she she didn't like him as a person. She she put up with him because not put up with him, but yeah, that's not what said. You know, because he was a good man and he was a good provider. And I think at the time she had three kids, you know, and he had one or two. And, you know, he took on the responsibility of, of his stepchildren, you know, and, and took everything in stride, provided a good home for her, made sure that she was nice and, and all these things, you know, um, that kind of behavior to me is bizarre. Like I could never see myself and I've had ample opportunity. I could never see myself being in a relationship with someone just for the sake of saying that I'm in a relationship with someone. Because really and truly, I'm not trying to wake up miserable every day. I'm not trying to wake up every day and look at you and think to myself, like, why the fuck am I here? Or how the fuck did I get here? 
okay, yeah, that's right, right, that's right, that's right. I said that, you know, I was going to try to make, no, 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 nobody's here for that. You know, stick to your guns, stick to what works for you. As I said, if you and, and your, your partner, if you and your boyfriend are content, if you and your boyfriend are happy, if you and your boyfriend are in love and, this, and, and that works for you without getting married and the two of you are in agreement that neither one of you wants to, 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 to get married for the physical paper sense of it, then don't do it. You have to do what makes you happy. You have to do what makes the both of you happy, period, full stop. <laughs> so, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully that gives some perspective. Um, and like I said, people are always going to talk, let them talk. And if it gets to a point where it's annoying, just say, you know what, look, you got married because that works for you. You know, me and, and, and Johnny Q, we've decided that that doesn't work for us. We are happy with our relationship the way that it is. And we don't need to be married to prove that to anybody. We prove it to ourselves every day. That's what you need to tell people. And sometimes that will shut them up and stop them from talking. You know, sometimes you have to get a little bit facier and a little bit more rude. And, you know, like, like I said, the episode that you listened to where the woman that I was friends with got married and then a year, less than a year later, you know is getting divorced. Why? Because she knew she shouldn't have got married to that man because she knew she didn't want to be married to that man. She just wanted to be married and have the wedding and the ceremony and the hoopla and what don't, don't do that to yourself and don't do that to anyone else. You know what I mean? Don't string people along and do that foolishness because it just doesn't make any sense. Again, say to them when they talk to you, we're happy. We're happy with our relationship. And you know, we have decided because a lot of times too, they'll try to make it feel like, oh, well, he doesn't want to get married to you. No, <laughs> sorry. That's, that's one of the points that I wanted to say, like as, as women, we like to try to take those digs, like, you know, oh, it must be something wrong with him while he, do why he doesn't want to get married to you. Or maybe it's something wrong with you. Why he does don't let anybody put that bullshit into your head. And, and even for your fella as well, I don't know if he, if he listens or he will listen, don't try and make your man friends them. Don't talk to you about, yo, she was a good woman. You know, you would have done married that or, you know, if she was a good woman, you would have don't let them put them bullshit thoughts into your head about either one of you if if he was a good man or if she was a good woman then you would know cut that shit off with the quickness because people like I said people like to chat off their faces and and talk all kinds of all kinds of foolishness you know um you two are the ones who determine your destiny and you two are the ones who determine your future as I said people are always going to have an opinion and people are always going to chat just shut that shit down and, and let them know that you're not interested. Like, and I'm telling you, you'll find that your relationship survives longer than a lot of your friends' marriages will for the simple fact that, you know, they don't have the perspective that you have. And they also not, didn't get married for the right reasons. They got married for the, the pomp and circumstance and the show of it. Anyhow, um, thank you for submitting. I appreciate it. Uh, next listener question. Uh, greetings, AJ. I recently found out that my girlfriend has cheated on me and I decided to get back at her by cheating on her. Oh, Lord. The problem is the person I cheated on her with is really starting. I'm really starting to feel, but I don't necessarily know that I want to break up with my girlfriend and she has no idea that I know what she's done. I figured by cheating back on her, it leveled the playing field, but I wasn't expecting to start feeling the way that I do about the woman I've been recently fucking. And yes, it's been more than once. It's actually been more than a dozen times, though I don't know how many times my lady has stepped out on me. 
Um, I feel like I should confront my lady, but if I do that, does that mean I have to confess that's what I've done too and let her know that part as well? Or does that even matter because she did it first? I know it may sound like a stupid question and it's all fucked up, but I'm just trying to wait all of my options. Plus I'd really like to keep sleeping with the person, oh Lord, the person that I cheated with because I enjoy her, her body, her mouth are so juicy, but I know that's wrong too, because now her feelings are getting caught up and she keeps asking me when I'm going to end this relationship with my lady. Thanks for your time, Brad. No, that's not my real name, but you know how it goes. LOL. Looking forward to your honesty. I know y'all Jamaicans give it straight. No chaser laughing my ass off yeah (laughs) wow okay um brad um yeah that that situation is fucked up um you're running the risk of hurting ah boy okay so where to start um you don't get a bligh or you don't get a pass because your girl did it first as them say two wrongs don't make a right and and believe me i understand it it's like okay well they did it so now let me do it and now it never levels the playing field anybody cheating in a relationship whether you did it to get back at the person or not whether you're the first person it never levels the playing field it really and truly doesn't what it does is it causes mistrust and it causes hurt and it causes a fucked up dynamic in your relationship and it should make you think okay well like what's the point of staying you know if you're if you're so interested in sleeping with someone else you know you're already mentally and emotionally somewhere else then you need to not be in that relationship now that doesn't say that relationships don't get fixed when people make the effort to fix them and that involves honesty that involves honest conversation that could possibly involve um couples counseling it could possibly involve individual counseling it involves a lot of fucking work and a lot of a lot of time to build back trust um because that's the main thing that's been broken it's it's not necessarily about the sex the sex is the result um you know it's it's what's happened prior to that and and that a level of trust has been broken and a level of there's a level of communication that stopped happening um so it's oh my goodness me (laughs) it's a couple of things so you there is a conversation that you need to have with your with your your woman um because there's something bigger going on in your relationship outside of the cheating if she has stepped out on the relationship you should have confronted her you didn't and i get it Maybe you use that as an excuse to go get some side pum pum. But now the problem is you're starting to like your side pum pum. You know, the problem is now your side pum pum is waiting for you to come be her man because she's tired of being the jump off. She's tired of being the side chick. She wants something real from you. And I don't know what the conversations are that you're having with her in, in, in terms of making her feel that way. Clearly, there's something that you're saying to her outside of fucking her that's making her think that you're you're, you're going to be leaving your girl soon because she's asking you, you know, as you said, um, what you said? the woman, the woman that you fucked, uh, keeps asking you when you're going to leave your relationship, when you're going to end your relationship with your lady. So something that you're saying to her in order to keep enjoying the pussy is making her feel like this was not just a fuck. The fact that you've gone back more than, what you said, more than a dozen times. Oh my goodness me. Um, that the whole situation is just messy and the whole situation in and of itself is a problem. Um, 
there's a conversation that needs to take place. And, and sadly and unfortunately, and maybe not sadly and maybe not unfortunately, you're going to have to be the one that initiates that conversation. And within the context of that conversation, yeah, fam, <laughs> sorry, you got to fess up the shit that you did as well. Cause this, it, it doesn't, it doesn't get to be a conversation where it's the blame game to say, well, you did it first, whether she did it first or you did it first. The fact still remains that you both did it. You didn't stay faithful either. You may say to yourself, well, what was the point of staying faithful if she cheated your obligation is to stay faithful to the relationship and have a conversation about the relationship and then make a choice to leave the relationship not to cheat back to level a playing field which never happens the people people oh no (laughs) it never levels the playing field i don't care what people say because i've heard people i listen to me i know a couple boy i know a couple where she found out that her man was cheating um, with this woman. And the interesting thing is like, you know, she would say, oh, so-and-so, he doesn't eat pussy and he doesn't do this and he doesn't suck toes and he doesn't lick up butty and he doesn't do all these things. Like he just does straight fucking. And then she got video evidence and audio evidence that her man in fact does eat pussy and does in fact eat ass and does in fact eat toes, suck, sorry, suck toes just not hers because the woman that he was cheating on her with was bright enough (laughs) to send her both video and audio proof and so when she confronted him his response to her okay i hope everybody's sitting down because i was completely floored when i heard this his response to her was basically so go ahead and cheat back so we can move on You, you heard what i said he told her He admitted that he did it and then said to her, so what do you want from me? It's already done already. I'm not talking to her no more. If it makes you feel better, you go ahead and cheat back and then we'll be even. Nah, nigga. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I've never in my life hear nothing like that before. When nobody in life ever said to somebody, cheat back because then we'll be even. Where the fuck does that happen? I just want to know where we're on what planet because it couldn't be earth with everything that's going on in life right now. It, it couldn't be here. I want to know where and like, where does that happen? On what planet does that happen? Cheat back. So then we'll be even listen to me. Nothing ever levels the playing field because somebody is always going to feel a sense of distrust. Somebody, somebody's always going to be on guard. You know, I've, I've been in a situation like that when I was much younger, you know, a guy that I was with because because of my popularity and because of who I was in the community, you know, I liked him. Not a, not even, I loved him. Like, I loved our relationship. I loved everything about him. He was very different than anybody that I'd ever been with. And I didn't want to be with somebody who was always in the spotlight and always in the limelight because I was always in the spotlight and I was in, and I was always in the limelight. And I don't say that because I always wanted to be the center of attention. I say that because it was exhausting. And I say that because it's like, you know, people always want to talk to you about, I just wanted to be in a normal relationship where what I did in the community didn't matter and, and you know, my popularity didn't matter um but it mattered to him it's in a way that his friends would tease him and be like oh how did you get a girl like that or you know she's not going to stay faithful to you you know she's going to cheat on you and because he listened to his idiot friend um, he cheated on me and when I found out I was devastated (laughs) I really and truly was and when I found out and I confronted him his rationale big and serious his rationale was 
well, I figured at some point you would cheat on me because you have access to so many people and so many people like you. I figured at some point you would cheat on me. So I did it first so that, you know, if it ever happened, then I wouldn't feel too bad. And then if it never happened, and I, then, and I never, then you, and you, sorry. And that, but if it didn't happen, then you would never find out. I was like, what the fuck? I, I had never in my life. Now, mind you, I was young. I was in my early twenties. I'd never in my life heard anything so fucking ass backwards ever, you know? And, and, and to this day, it still applies. It doesn't make a difference. Like, you know, if you're, if you're grown, grown and in a mature relationship, again, cheating in any situation, it never levels the playing field. Um, and, and honestly, what you should have done is confronted her, you know, like I said, I feel like you took this as an opportunity to get some side pussy or to, you know, to fuck somebody that maybe you had been coveting that, you know, that you, you couldn't have, or that you shouldn't have been with. I feel like you honestly, like Brad, I know that's not your name, but Brad began serious. I feel like you just took advantage of the situation and, and had a moment where you said, okay, well, you know what? Fuck it. There's a girl that I wanted to fuck. Let me just fuck her. And then everything will be even. And then, you know, if me and my lady work things out, then we work things out. You know, she doesn't know that I know, and she doesn't have to know that I I've done X, Y, Z. It just, it makes for a bad situation and and maybe confronting her or maybe having the conversation with her would make things more complicated or more difficult. But then at the same time, you need to question, is this somebody that you really need to be in a relationship with, especially if you're developing feelings for the woman that you're sleeping with on the outside and for whatever it is that you're telling this woman that you're sleeping with or that you continue to sleep with, you know, she has now developed feelings for you. And so now you've created an even worse situation because now you have a third person who's, who's running the risk of getting hurt based on the things that you've said. You know, you have to come correct, my friend. You have to you have to come correct and you need to have that conversation with your girl. Um, and then you also need to, as an adult, as a mature man, decide what it is that you're actually doing. You know, if you like this woman that you've been sleeping with and you want to develop something with her, then do that and focus on that. Don't let her just be a fuck thing on the side, especially if you're telling her other things that you're going to leave your girl. Um, you know what I mean? Stop, stop misinforming her and stop leading her along and stop making her think that it's going to be something more than and it is, you know, um, do the right thing <laughs> like Spike Lee, <laughs> do the right thing and do the, um, the responsible thing, you know, not just even for, the lady who you're sleeping with on the side, but for yourself as well. Um, yeah, you know, just, <sighs> you may not want to have the conversation, but have that conversation, Brad, begun serious and decide, make a, make an actual decision about what it is that you're doing. Um, it's never a good thing to lead anybody on. And it's never a good thing to, um, make somebody feel like you're going to be with them when you know that that's not your intention. So if you know that you're not going to be with the woman that you're fucking, let her know that, you know, it's, it's unfair to her. Um, I think a couple of days ago, I posted something in my stories that said, you know, but are you making them feel like you're in a relationship with them? And it sounds like that's what you're doing with this young lady, the one that you're sleeping with on the outside. Um, and you need to stop doing that. As I said, it's unfair to her, but you know, for the sake of your relationship, if you do love your lady, you need to have a conversation with her. And within that conversation, sir, you need to admit what you've done. So, whoo, man, oh man. Um, I'm going to uh, take a commercial break and then come back and we're going to finish. I have another um, listener, a, a lengthy listener question, uh, an email, and then a couple more questions after that. So we're going to take a quick pause for the cause and we will be right back. If you're interested in commercial ad space with the Pum Pum Chronicles, please contact us at thepumpumchronicles at gmail.com. We have packages available ranging from weekly 
to monthly to satisfy your needs. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, so this one is a bit of a lengthy read and she does apologize. So let me apologize to Ono first <laughs> before we get started, but we're going to jump, uh, we're going to jump right in. So this is an email, um, from one of my followers. Um, hello, AJ. <clears throat> I wanted to run something by you and I, and I apologize in advance for the long email, but I wanted to give you enough details so I don't come across as reckless and to give, and to get your insight. So prior to this virus hitting, for about four or five months, I've been fucking a man my friend used to sleep with. Now, let me put a frame around it. They were never together as a couple. They basically just had a friends with benefits type relationship. However, she wanted more from him than he was willing to give her because he didn't want a relationship with from her or with her. I'll call him F. She talked about F so much and obsessed about him so much that I somehow thinks she built a fantasy relationship with him in her head because when F and I became acquainted and I asked him about such, he said that they never had anything, nor would he ever be in a relationship with her. Um, nor would he ever be in a relationship with her, nor did he ever give her the impression that there was anything more to their interaction than friends fucking and friendly flirtation, friendly, flirt, friendly flirtation, but he never took it as anything deeper. F and I have always had a natural flirtation and that progressed to conversations about sex because I'm fairly open-minded. And one day after teasing and joking, I went to go see him on a whim and we fucked and the sex was so amazing. I mean, kissing, hugging, ooh, girl, uh, kissing, hugging, caressing, pussy eating, dick sucking the whole nine. It was passionate and dirty and somehow loving all at once. I never asked him, but he made note while we were laying down to let me know that he had never had an experience like this with anyone before ever. So the thing is, my friend is now in a long-term relationship and even said to F that she's getting into a long-term relationship so she won't be in anything with him anymore, even though it had been more than nine months since they last fucked. F has made a point of not engaging with her other than the odd hello every now and again, but no regular form of communication because he doesn't want to encourage anything. He said he's respectful of her relationship and trying to make sure that she stays the same by not feeling like he's trying to encourage her to step outside of her relationship, but he also stated he's just not that kind of person to interfere that way. But she and I have spoken several times and she reminisces quite often about F in pretty much every conversation we have had, and I got the feeling that she's regretting her relationship because she's still wants to be involved with him so my actual <laughs> so my actual question is do I need to tell her that he and I are involved I keep flip-flopping back and forth and have even tried to end my situation with F but on the other hand I don't know why I'm giving it up when he was never her man or boyfriend or anything other than sex to begin with he keeps asking, excuse me, he keeps asking what I'm going to do. And every time I bring her up, he flatly says he's not interested. She's in a relationship and that needs to be her focus. And what she thinks about has nothing to do with him. Help. I feel like I'm trapped. I appreciate you reading my long rant. I love your show and have subscribed to your YouTube channel as well. I wish you continued success. Thank you, Jay. Oh my goodness me. I feel like I need a drink and a spliff. Lord. Um, Jay, first and foremost, thank you for, um, your email and, and thank you for trusting me with your information and thank you for allowing me to share all this with, um, my followers and listeners. Um, 
Interestingly enough, I had a conversation with um, Chris from Shenanigans with Friends uh, this week, and this is something that we kind of touched on as well, uh, which will be an episode that comes out next week. But um, you're not you're not obligated to have that conversation with anyone. Um, your relationships are your personal business. And if it's something that you want to talk to her about or share with her, share with her because it's something that you want to share. Don't share because of guilt. There, there isn't anything for you to feel guilty as, as you've stated. And as, um, Mr. F has stated, uh, they were never in a relationship. They, they fucked and, and, and that was it again, you know, people, people confuse physical intimacy for love. And maybe there's something wrong with me and thinking, let me not say that there's something wrong with me. There are people who are demisexual, which means that they need to have an emotional connection with someone in order for them to have sex. And that usually is in in a relationship type situation. And then there are people like me who enjoy pleasure for the sake of pleasure, as long as I have a level of connection with the person. Um, And sometimes it could just be like a, a, just a raw sexual attraction where like a need needs to be fulfilled, but can only be fulfilled by that person because, you know, the raw sexual attraction is to that person. Um, But as I, as I said before, and, and, you know, as he has stated clearly, you know, they didn't have a relationship. They, from the very beginning were, you know, friends with benefits, fucking with benefits he seems to have made it very clear to her that in no uncertain terms is he going to compromise himself um, by continuing to engage with her now that she has chosen to be, you know, she, she has a man, you know, um, and, and you need to, you need to digest that entirely, you know? And when I say that, it's like, if he is telling you in all honesty that, you know, nothing more than what it was is what it was, then you need to believe him because what's going to end up happening is you're going to end up pushing him away and you're going to end up running the risk of not uh, developing a good relationship with him. You know, if you and he have an understanding where your relationship with him is more of a relationship than just sex, then focus on building your relationship with him instead of worrying about what transpired between the two of them, you know, because it sounds like from what you're saying, she has created this this fantasy um from and again it it runs right back to the you know the the me sometimes sometimes people because they want somebody so badly or because you know they've agreed to have sex with the person and then now their feelings get involved because they see that this person you know is passionate and and all these things and they look at the attributes of the person outside of the bedroom and so somehow they've built this this fantasy in their head that well if he's sleeping with me he must really like me no he might just really like the head and might just really like the feeling of your pum pum and that's not a bad thing, you know, if he stated that up front from the very beginning, you know, it's it's like me, if I meet somebody that I like and I feel like I want to fuck, like I am very clear with it. Look, I'm not trying to be your girlfriend. I'm not trying to be wife with, you know, by you. I am not that woman that's going to make your life difficult to say, okay, well, we've been fucking for, you know, two, three months. What are we? You will never hear that question come out of my mouth because if it's somebody that I want to build a relationship with, it doesn't start with sex. You know what I mean? It starts mentally and it starts emotionally. And that's where we build the bond. I feel like you can't, it's weird to me to think that people work backwards where they start off in a fuck situation first and then they catch feelings in their pum pum because the sex is so good or the way he eats her pussy feels so good that he couldn't possibly be doing that to me that way if he didn't really have feelings for me nah bitch (laughs) you have men out there who will snatch your whole fucking soul with their tongue and lick your spine from inside your pom pom 
And for them, it's just really great sex. You understand? You have girls who will suck your dick and swallow your entire load because it's what they enjoy doing. And that girl's not trying to be your wife. She's not trying to be your woman. She's not trying to be nothing other than, you know, someone who enjoys great sex with you. People um, blur the lines because of what it is that they feel emotionally, but you need to listen to what the person is saying to you so that you don't get hurt. You need to listen to what that person is saying to you so that you can maintain perspective. So you don't get hurt. So your feelings don't get entangled. You know what I mean? It, it sounds like, you know, when, when your friend told him that she's, you know, now she have a man that she was maybe hoping that he would say, well, no, be with me. You know, don't, you know, forget about that guy. Forget about that him you know, I want to be with you. Let's work on something. And maybe it was like a slap in the face when that didn't happen. You you can't try to, (laughs) sorry, you can't try to force somebody's hand. Like you can't make somebody do something like short of putting a gun against the person's head. And even sometimes then it doesn't work. You can't make somebody do something that they don't want to do. You can't force a person's hand by saying, okay, well, I'm going to do this situation and that's going to provoke him to like, you know, to come for me. No, that backfired in your face because he stuck to, stuck to his gun. What he said he was about is what he's about. And I say to people all the time, and and I'm sure everybody's heard this, when someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. It's not to say that people don't, you know, have other sides to them, but there's a consistency about people where who they are at their core is who they are at their core. And that doesn't change. It, it, It really and truly doesn't change. It's like trying to make an introvert be an extrovert. You know, they may go out, they may socialize, but at the core of their being and who they are, they're an introvert and they would much rather stay at home and just chill. You know, it's not to say that they can't be sociable. That's an adaptation, but who they are at the core of them is, is, is somebody who's introverted and and somebody who prefers, you know, more of a solitude or more of a one-on-one situation, you know? When people show you who they are the first time, believe them. People are adaptable. We're fluid and we, and we change and we adapt to situations. But that doesn't negate the fact or take away from the fact that who they who they show you who they are themselves to be, that's who they are. He showed her from the very beginning, like, you know, I enjoy fucking you. I enjoy being fucked by you. I enjoy fucking with you and all the benefits sexually that come thereof. But I'm not trying to be in a relationship with you, right? I tell, I say, good pussy doesn't sway nobody. Good pussy doesn't hold a man. Good dick doesn't hold a woman. Good dick doesn't sway nobody. Most of the time. (laughs) Most of the time. You have some people who, you know, you can put a little pressure on them when you, you know, you go and you fling it on them properly and make them see God and, you know, think twice about what it is that they're saying. But at the end of the day, it doesn't, it doesn't hold anybody. What holds a person is themselves. If they want to be there, then they're just going to be there. So anyhow, sorry, I, I, I danced around and around and around, but the, you know, the long and short of it is you're not obligated to have a conversation with her about your relationship with him. If it's something that comes up at some point in time and you want to discuss it with her, go ahead. but by no means go out of your way to have the conversation he was never her boyfriend they just fucked that that was it was just sex you know what I mean um I sometimes think that if we if we put on hold or put on pause or take out of the runnings every person that somebody that we know has slept with there you would have access to nobody that has nothing to do with anything you know it just (sighs) focus on your relationship, focus on building your relationship with F, focus on that and, and enjoying his company and enjoying his time. And, you know, when she talks about him or she reminisces, just say like, you know, guy, <laughs> maybe not that way, but just tell her like, 
why do we keep having this conversation? Like you're, you guys, you said that you guys were just sex, like let it go, you know? Um, and just do what you can to discourage the relationships. Try not, sorry, the discussions, try not to get frustrated. Try not to let yourself get to a point where like, you're now saying to yourself, why the fuck does she keep talking about him? She's smitten. And that's, that's just not going to change. And there's nothing that you can do about that. What you can do about it is discourage her talking about it and just say like, you know what? Ugh, I know this. You've told me a million times. Let's talk about something else. And just, and just dead the conversation one time. So heavens to Murgatroyd. <laughs> uh, next listener question. AJ uh, is a man who likes getting his ass eaten a turn off to you. I don't know why you guys want to know about all the, the, the freaky things that I enjoy. Um, a man like a man that likes having his ass eaten is not a turn off to me um, in any way, shape or form. You guys know me. I say the same thing all the time. What two people do behind closed doors or in the confines of a space, you know, is, is between them and their God <laughs> and the space that they're in. Um, so I know naturally the next question is, have I ever eaten a man's ass? Yes, I have. Um, and it's a really weird thing. It's like, okay, so I never really gave much thought to it. It just kind of happened within the situation that we were in. We were in, uh, North Carolina spending a weekend together and it basically was, food fucking drinking smoking and fun on repeat for three days and um there's a weird headspace that I go into when I'm in a position of power or in a position of control or in like a dom uh it puts me into a dom headspace (laughs) and I know for (laughs) um some people who know me on a personal level they'll say that that you know, seems like a natural role, a role for me. Um, but we were, as I said, we were in North Carolina, um, spending a weekend together and I I don't know what happened. It's like we were, (laughs) so we were outside the hotel. It was, um, a holiday in like a, a, a one level, one story holiday in, and we had gone to go get food and, um, we were in his truck and for whatever reason, I asked him to come um, like to the, the passenger side. And when he came over to the passenger side, I had him um, like sit, not sit, but like he was turned around so that he was facing. Um, so he was facing in the opposite direction. So basically his back was to me. And I remember like tugging down um, his pants and like kissing and biting like the top of his ass. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing, just shut up and enjoy it. And he, he just, you know, from that simple action of like the caressing and the gentle biting, like at the very top, like, so his pants were like maybe midway down. Um, yeah, he was like, I could tell that his body was enjoying it. And it's one of these really weird things. So again, anybody who knows me knows I like skirts and I like dresses and I like, um, flowy pants that fit like, you know, they look like, like skirts, wrap, wrap pants. But you see, if I put on a pair of jeans or if I put on a pair of like, um, like men's dress pants, again, my brain shifts into a completely different mode. So we go inside the room now and, um, you know, I knew that he was clean because we had, we had showered before we went out to go get food. Um, so when we get back in the room now, I'm saying to him, like, take your stuff off and kneel on the bed. And he doesn't say anything. Right. So he takes his stuff off and he gets on all fours and he kneels on the bed. And, you know, um, I said to him, like, put your head down on the bed. So basically it's that, 
<laughs> I know people are listening to like, what the fuck? Um, so it's that head down, ass up type of position. And I, yeah, I went to town. I, you know, like I said, I, I, I kissed him and I caressed him and I bit his ass. And, you know, there's a thing where you do, I can't remember what it's got. I want to say it's like milking the cow where you milk them. So basically you're doing like you're stroking his, his, his cock and his dick, his cock in a downward motion while you're tongue fucking his ass, you know, where you're eating his ass. And when I tell you the orgasm that this man had, the way that this man came, the noise that came out of this man when he came, it was well worth it. Um, and interestingly enough, I think that was maybe the second or third time ever in my life that I, I had eaten ass. But yeah, it, it's it's not a turnoff to me. Like I said, what, what two people consent to do um, behind closed doors or <laughs> even in a public space, that's between them and doesn't have anything to do with anybody. And you should never be shamed or chastised for it. You know, um, uh, one of my, somebody that I follow on Instagram, you know, he, he has posted several times about men getting their asses eaten. And I die when I read the comments from women of the, the throw up emoji and the sick green face emoji and sick mask emoji. And, oh, I could never, I would, any man that wants me to eat his ass, that nigga's gay. And then the men chime in, oh, any man that likes to have his ass eaten, that nigga's gay. Um, and so the, the gentleman that I follow, he'll reply like, y'all don't know shit. <laughs> and that's why y'all are having basic sex lives. That's why your man is stepping out on you. That's why, you know what I mean? Like, you know, just all the, like he responds, like, and basically he's telling people like, stop being childish, you know? Again, like you, you can't criticize for somebody what for what they like. And I say all the time, whether men want to admit it or not, your G-spot, which is your prostate, is in your ass. It's in your ass. <laughs> and any man out there who's ever had their prostate stroke, they know. They understand what it is. They know that feel. Whether they want to admit it or not, they know what that feeling is. And again, fucking people, anything that happens between a man and a woman is not fucking gay. Stop saying that shit. When it's same sex, same sex, same sex, same gender having sex, that's what makes the situation gay. It's not about the type of sex you're having. It's who you're fucking having sex with. Stop saying that anal sex is gay. Stop saying that a man having his ass eaten is gay. Stop saying that a man who likes to be penetrated by his woman is gay. Like, cut that shit out, really and truly. Like, we're, we're too grown for that. And, and if you don't have the mental capacity to understand it, just sit fucking quietly down somewhere and stop talking. Stop talking. Wait until you've matured. Wait until you've come up to the point where even if you don't agree with it and it's not something that you 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 would enjoy or something you would participate in, just sit fucking quietly and don't say nothing. You know what I mean? Again, I love the comments where, especially when he addresses the women and says to the women, that's why your nigga steps out on you because you're not open-minded enough to do other shit. And believe me when I tell you, there is a woman out there who is waiting to snatch up your man's soul by putting her tongue in his ass, plain and simple, <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm for, uh, I'm for explorative sex. I like men who are open-minded. Um, and as long as the person's body is clean and shaved down, have fun, you know, have, have fun. And it's so a weird, sorry, weird thing. It's like, um, so the person that I was with when in North Carolina, his body, like he was very meticulous about, um, body hair and, you know, he always like groomed. So like around his dick, he always made sure that, you know, it was trimmed down or whatever. And he had no, 
hair in his ass, which is a good thing. Because sometimes men have, you know, they've got hairy bums and they've got hairy parts. Um, but yeah, as, as long as you're clean and as long as you're groomed, enjoy the person that you're with, you know? And you as a man, if you enjoy having your ass eaten and you're with a woman that you trust and you're with a woman who's open-minded, let her know. Why limit your pleasure? You know what I mean? She may want to experience that with you. She may want to try that with you. And hopefully if it's not something that she's ready to do, she's respectful enough to not make you feel shamed about it. You know, no one should ever make you feel embarrassed or shamed about it. Plain and simple. Um, last question of the day. Um, hi, AJ. Love your podcast. Oh, thank you. Um, and your Insta pages. And I think you give some great advice without being flowery and sugarcoating shit, but also respectful at the same time. Anyhow, wanted to hear your thoughts on inconsistency. I hear females talk about it all the time when a nigga, I always hate, feel weird when I say that word because I feel like I never say it right, but it's written in there. So I'm going to read it. Um, I wanted to hear your thoughts on inconsistency. I hear females talk about it all the time when a nigga they like isn't following through. But what if it's the reverse and the nigga is the one who's consistent and the female, uh, the female's not following through, even though she keeps complaining about men not following through. Um, okay. So let me understand this. So my thoughts on inconsistency or people who are inconsistent. Um, I don't love it. It's, it's, uh, an absolute turnoff for me. And the thing is, is like, okay. So if it's somebody that I really like, I will give them fair opportunity. And when I say that, I mean, like, I'll actually have a conversation with them about their lack of consistency and how it's making me feel and how it's affecting the development of our relationship, our friendship, whatever. Um, if the person hears the conversation and they receive the conversation, but they continue to do that inconsistent bullshit, then I start to rally back. Um, so I start to fall, fall back, rally back, fall back. Um, because I, I don't, I don't like the way that it makes me feel. And I've decided a long time ago that I'm not going to engage emotionally or mentally in things that make me feel bad or things that make me feel some type of way. Now, granted, there are some times where it's, it's unavoidable, but if it's a situation where you actually have a say, then be proactive. You know what I mean? You have a vested interest in your own mental and emotional well-being. Um, and you know what? Bring, put that person to task, bring it to their attention, especially if it's a woman who keeps complaining about not liking, you know, men who are inconsistent, but yet she's doing the same bullshit. No, nah, you need to, you need to, to bring her, um, to task for that. And you need to, to say to her, like, you can't complain about it being one thing when you're doing the same thing. You know, you're complaining about men not being, cons being consistent, but yet here I am trying to be consistent with you and trying to develop something with you and you're being flaky. Nah, nobody's here for that. We don't have time for that. None at all. Um, there's nothing wrong with having the conversation with her to let her know that, you're not okay with it. And if it is that she doesn't want to be consistent, you know what I mean? Then you're going to fall back, but she can't sit there and have it both ways where she's complaining about people being not, not people not being consistent with her, but then she's also doing the same bullshit. It's, it's, you can't have it both ways. Um, inconsistency when I'm, when I am, when someone has put out there to me that they want to get to know me, and we have started off in a really great way where, you know, every day we're talking and it doesn't have to be like an all day type of thing, but at least once or twice a day we connect and we have conversation. And I've now gotten into a rhythm 
with you based on what you said about wanting to develop, you know, um, develop first a friendship and then, you know, work into a relationship and spend time getting to know one another. When you've stated those things to me and now I've invested time and emotion and, and, and mental capacity and just even my physical me into getting to know you and spending time developing first a friendship with you, which is, you know, developing a relationship with you, starting off as a friendship and and growing to something else. When I've gotten to a rhythm with you and then you start to fuck up that rhythm again, I will, I will take the time to talk to you about it and let you know that like, this is not, this is starting to feel kind of weird or one-sided because for me, I don't like feeling like I'm pressuring people because when I start to feel like I'm nagging you, then it starts to make me feel some type of way. And I don't like that feeling. You know, if I have said to you, once maybe even twice I don't like the way that this feels like what's going on with you you're not as consistent as you used to be we're not talking the same type of way that we used to and you keep assuring me that everything is good but yet you keep doing the same fuckery and you keep you know being inconsistent and and it keeps that like that that space of inconsistency keeps growing I'm, I'm, I'm good. (laughs) Like for me, that's, that's my, um, that's my signal that I need to like fall back and, um, you know, just hola kana and let it be. Um, the last thing that I would ever do is run, run down somebody for their time. Cause that just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I, I don't, in, inconsistency is one of my pet peeves. It's like, if you don't have time and you're no longer interested, man, just tell me that shit. You know what I mean? So I'm not wasting my time And I'm not, you know, not even that I'm not wasting your time because you've already made your decision, but just so that I'm not wasting my time. I don't want to be a string along for nobody. I don't want to be a backup plan for nobody. I don't want to be, you know, kept on the back burner or in somebody's back pocket while they're doing, you know, while they're engaged with somebody else and kind of like, okay, well, if that doesn't work out, then I've got AJ. Nah, you don't have AJ in a nothing. If I start to see that you're acting whack or you're acting like, you know what I mean? You can take it or leave it. Listen to me. I will, I will give you the leave it option because I will just leave. Um, but yeah, like I said, I have the conversation with her, like say plain and simple, you you can't complain about inconsistency when you're inconsistent. You know what I mean? You've expressed a desire for us to get to know each other and spend time. But yet whenever I try to do that with you, like, I don't, you know, like we went from talking every day to now talking every two days to now talking like once a week what's up with that? You know, because again, if she's somebody that you like, bring it to her attention. If she doesn't make a change in that behavior, she's, she's letting you know everything that you need to know. Then that, that onus is on you. If you decide to stay, then you can't complain about the fact that she's not being consistent. You have a choice. Everyone has a choice. For me, I don't, I don't like the feeling of it and I don't like the way that it feels. And so if it's somebody that I really like and somebody that I'm really interested in developing something with and somebody that I'm really interested in getting to know, like I said, I'll give you maybe two chances. And when I say by two chances, I mean, I'll have two conversations with you to let you know that, you know, this doesn't feel good and I don't like what's happening. Like, what can we do to fix that? And if it doesn't change, then you've shown me what I need to see. I'm good. I'm out after that. (laughs) Oh my goodness. These were really great questions and emails. Um, I wanted to thank everyone who submitted something to me. Um, There were four, a few more, but I try not to run too long. I try to do maybe like four or five, depending on the length of um, what is sent in or the length of the question. So for everyone else who has sent in a question or email, I promise you on the next round of the Love Jones, I will definitely get to them. Please don't think that I've forgotten about you because I haven't. I will answer the questions, I promise you. Um, but in the meantime and in between time, 
I am your host, AJ Badass Jones. This has been the Pum Pum Chronicles. Um, you can find me on my social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter at the Pum Pum Chronicles Pod. You can also find my YouTube channel by the same name, the Pum Pum Chronicles Pod, where there are episodes of uh, Wet Wednesdays, which are my adult conversations that I do live every Wednesday night. Um, you can also join in every Wednesday night for Wet Wednesdays. Um, I'm tra- starting to go a little bit earlier now from 830 because, uh, you know, everybody's home. And so less people are worried about having to get up early in the morning to go to work or having to get up early enough to drive to work because you can roll out of bread, brush your teeth and log in. <laughs> um, you can find my episode streaming everywhere that podcasts are available. Um, if you want to reach out to me to send an email, if there's anything that you'd like me to answer, tackle or otherwise, my email address is uh, the Pum Pum Chronicles, all one word at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave a message or you can send a text to me. That number is 320-270-1086. And of course, you can always follow my my, uh, personal page on Instagram, badass underscore Jones underscore. Um, As far as the live that I was planning on doing in July, um, sorry, in June, obviously because of the circumstances that are happening right now, that's going to be pushed back to a later date. So I'm probably looking at late September, maybe early October, but I will keep everyone informed and posted. Um, and up to date of, of anything that's coming or upcoming. Um, so Pum Pum Pasi, blessings to all of you. I hope that you all stay safe and we'll see you next week. Bitch. Yeah. Come full of, you know, yeah. You know, yeah. Diamonds on my hands. Ice stacks in my pants. Moonwalk on a hundred through the money day. Hey, hey, hey. Move.